1: Time for the Forty Niners Rush Podcast, and here's your host. John Chapman. What
2: is going on 49ers fans? It is incredible to be with you guys today. And I'm excited about today's show for multiple multitude of reasons. Number one, we're going to be talking 49ers playoff situation seedings, but what we're going to do is try to almost do an entire simulation, which might be, you know, whatever you can discount it. Probably not going to play out this way, but the whole exercise is designed. What could the 49ers playoffs Pathway look like based on seedings of not only the 49ers and Vikings, which the 49ers control, but also what those wild card and divisional rounds could look like. So, the whole goal today is to provide a clear pathway of what it is we have to look forward to. But even more importantly than that, ladies and gentlemen. I am joined by none other than the mad scientist himself. Clayton uh, found time for us, which makes me so happy. He is behind the scenes, so he's going to be running the chat. The madman himself, I'm hoping we can find a way to get him in here on the show. I'm bringing him up anyway. I just want to say what's up. What's up, Clayton?
1: (laughs) What's up, fam? What's up? Repping the Giants, most embarrassing day in franchise history. Oh, ouch. We got to keep the faith,
3: right? There we go,
2: man. Look at this guy. (laughs) He's clutching every sport, baby, and a big Warriors fan. Clayton, I'm so glad to have you here. Excited about this show. Let's roll this bad boy. Okay, let's dive into some of the settings, okay, or the seedings of the 49ers. Okay, now, let let me just uh, go to share my screen here just so we can go through and make sure we understand exactly what is at play here with the 49ers currently and what it looks like. Let me, there we go. Um, These are the playoff seedings based on ESPN currently. Okay. So the Eagles, they've locked up the one seed, almost impossible to get up there. They would have to lose three. We'd win three. We would break the tie based on conference record, but I don't want to play that game just because if them losing three games in a row, even with, Um, Jalen Hurts, who did not practice today. I don't think it is. Uh, Whatever. Vikings are at two. I do have them slipping up. I do have the 49ers finishing second seed um, in rankings. We'll talk more about that. I do have Tampa Bay winning. Now, here's where it gets crazy. After the Cowboys at the five seed, which they seem to almost have that locked up, they would have to lose two games. Giants would have to win out. It's basically the only way they won't be the five seed. But... One of the things that's going to be a theme of today, the Cowboys winning is a good thing for the 49ers. We'll get to that. Um, now, once you get here, and these are the likely 49ers wild card opponents, you've got the Giants currently at six, Commanders at seven, who we play this week, Seahawks at seven, Lions at eight, or sorry. Seahawks at eight, Lions at nine. So the Seahawks and Lions are out of it. And again, if you're just listening audio-wise, I'm trying my best to paint this picture uh, just through audio. But if you're watching, obviously, I'm showing all this stuff. Um, I I love it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, look at Mr. Stewart. He said, the best basketball football teams are in the Bay. Baseball, (laughs) man. Nah, man, the Giants are great. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely taking a step back. Uh, We'll see how it goes. Hopefully it gets better for them. Now, I want to go through the Giants-Commanders-Seahawks-Lions. I don't think the Packers can make it. They'd have to basically win out. Um, And even if they do win out, they'd split with the Lions, which I don't like, and they're behind in the division race. So I think even if they tie with the Lions, which I don't think they will, I think they lose that tiebreaker. Um, So I, I don't have the Packers as serious contenders. So let's start at the top, because if the playoffs were today, the Niners would be playing the Giants, which I love that three six matchup, right? Because one gets a bye week. You got second seed versus seventh seed, three seed versus sixth seed, four seed versus fifth uh fifth seed, right? So two, seven, three, six, four, five. That's the way it paints uh for the playoffs. So if the playoffs were today, the 49ers would be playing the Giants. They are eight, five, and one. Um, listen to the three games that they have left on their schedule at Minnesota. At home versus the Colts at Eagles. That's not good. <laughs> um, that is not good. I do have them beating the Vikings, which is how the 49ers jump up into that two seed. I just don't trust the Vikings. I really, really don't. Colts, I got them beating them. I got them losing to the Eagles, even though that game won't mean, mean much. Um, so I have the Giants finishing with a 10-7-1 record and locking up that six seed. So I think they're going to be the six seed. Now, this is where it starts to get confusing because as soon as we go over here to the Commanders, that is where it gets kind of weird. They're currently the seventh seed, 7-6-1, seven, and one, so a weird record in and of itself. Now, listen to these games. At the 49ers this week, I got them losing that one. Cleveland, the Browns, that's a tough matchup. I got them winning that one. And then the last week is at home versus the Cowboys. I have them losing that one. So even though they're 7-6 and 1, I got them going 1 and 2 down the stretch for an 8-8 eight, eight, and 1 record, is that going to be enough to get into the playoffs? I don't think it is. And here's why. This is where it's it's about to get real fun. Uh <laughs> Rafael says one thing Dodgers and fans, uh Giants fans can agree on is booing Correa. Oh, he got paid, man. I like to see people get paid, but I get it. I get it. Now, the Seahawks are interesting on a lot of levels. They were, you know, one of the very early biggest fans, uh, you know, the biggest like, oh, comeback team, coach of the year, you know, comeback player, the all those different things. Well, they've cooled down a lot. Uh, they have not been good. I think they've lost four out of their last five. Uh, they have cooled down. They're at 500. But listen to their schedule, okay? it's It's not easy. It's at the Chiefs this week. They're losing that game. Then it's at home versus the Jets. I think that's a toss-up. I have them winning that game. Then it's the Rams. Rams aren't beating anybody, so I've got them finishing two and one down the stretch with a nine and eight record. So we'll, we'll hold off on that. So I've got Commanders eight eight and one. I've got Seahawks nine and eight. That brings us to the Lions, the mighty mighty Don Burr fighting Detroit Lions. They're seven and seven, same record to the Seahawks, but they're behind them because the Seahawks beat the Lions early on in the year, so they own that tiebreaker. So if they have a same record. Seahawks get in. Listen to the record for the Lions. At Carolina, home versus Chicago, at Packers. I got them going 2-1. and I have them losing that Packers game, but that's it. Um, And so they're going to finish 9-8. and So my playoff seedings, I've got the Seahawks making it as the 7th seed. So basically, you move the Seahawks up to 7, move the Commanders down, and that's going to be your playoffs. So that gives us the whole entire, you know, Playoff seeding, these are your wild card weekend matchup. Eagles get their bye. 2-7, are you ready? This is what I got. 49ers and Seahawks. Nothing makes me happier. And I know people are going to say like, oh, man, it's so hard to beat a team three times in a row. And, oh, that's like rough. You don't want to play a divisional opponent in the playoffs. And I'm over here like, BS, baby. I'll take the Seahawks 10 out of 10 times. They might win one. Maybe. It's a bad matchup for the Seahawks. It's bad. They scored one touchdown offensively against the 49ers in two games. One. That ain't going to do it, folks. And literally, it was the only time they even got close to scoring. It wasn't even like there were other close, like, touchdown scoring drives. No, no, no. It, It was just one. That was it. So, I've got 49 ers Seahawks, 2-7, two, two and the Seahawks will come to Santa Clara, which, again, more bad news for them. The 3-6 matchup, I have Vikings versus Giants. 4-5, I've got Bucks versus Cowboys. I love all those matchups. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be betting pretty big, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I don't know if you bet with us last week. We went 6-6. Six for six. We hit on every single bet that we put in. We put our bets up every single week over at Patreon.com. So, looking at just the wild card round, you've got Eagles by 49ers versus Seahawks, Vikings versus Giants, Bucks versus Cowboys. That 49ers versus Seahawks matchup. I'm I'm sorry. That just makes me so happy. Now, if you're one of the ones that's like, "Oh, I can't see the Seahawks going two and one down the stretch, you put the Lions in there. All right, now that's not as comfortable a matchup for the 49ers. Still think the 49ers would be favored considerably, but the Lions are much more dangerous offensively. They just have a terrible defense. Um, And so, like, if you're looking at possible matchups, that 6 through 7, you've got Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, Lions. I'd prefer Seahawks 1. I'd prefer Giants 2. I'd prefer Lions 3, and then Commanders 4. I think the 49ers will could beat all four of them, and I think that they will. I think wild-card round, I know any given Sunday, but I like the 49ers in all those matchups. But again, my favorite matchup, Seahawks 1, Giants 2, um, Lions 3, Commanders 4. That That's how I would power rank those four teams against the Niners. So obviously, Eagles, they advance. I've got the 49ers winning that wild-card round versus Seahawks. I've got the Vikings winning. Um, against the Giants, the second matchup, and then I've got the Cowboys beating the Bucks. So if we look at the seedings, you've got the one-seed Eagles, you've got the two-seed 49ers, three-seed Vikings, five-seed Cowboys going to the divisional round. Now, one of the things that people get confused a lot about, it reseeds, right? So it's not a traditional bracket like whatever you think about, like March Madness or any of those things. It reseeds. So Eagles will play the lowest-seeded team. So whatever wild card team wins, that's what team's going to be, the Eagles. And so in this case, you'd have the Eagles and the Vikings in the divisional round, which leaves the 49ers at at Vikings. Uh, So Eagles-Cowboys, sorry, and then 49ers-Vikings. I think I messed that up a little bit. Sorry about that. So the 1-5 matchup, Eagles-Cowboys, 2-3 matchup, Vikings-49ers. And again, if you do not have the 49ers winning out – and the Vikings losing one, you can flip-flap those, and the only difference is the 49ers would be traveling to Minnesota. So that's there. I want to play the Vikings so bad. I really, really do. Because I understand what they have done with their comebacks. I get second-half Kirk Cousins. I get those things. I have no respect for that that team. I really, really don't. And especially if you're talking a divisional round, prime-time game, which Cousins has been allergic to. I understand that they're, you know, 11-3. But, yeah, George, that Vikings defense is god-awful. And if you mean to tell me you get to go through the playoffs playing the Seahawks in round one and the Vikings in round two, whew, sign me up, baby. Yeah, I'll take that all damn day. Then you've got, like, which would be a tough matchup, the Eagles versus Cowboys again. You know, that's that's going to be a fun matchup. If that's the way that it took place, um, Steve says, uh, John, with the current standings, uh, seedings, it's most likely Dallas would face off in Philly a divisional round. That's what I just projected, um, which would be perfect because they could beat the crap out of each other and they would. Um, yeah, that's that's huge, you know. I mean, my closest best friend, uh, he's a diehard Eagles guy, his dad's a Cowboys guy, and man, those those text message threads I get involved in, they are rough. (laughs) They are rough, man. And if if the fans feel that way, yeah, that's a lot. And so obviously I have us beating the Vikings. I have us beating the Vikings by a lot. I have us beating the Vikings by double-digit points, as a matter of fact. Um, And then, again, back to kind of where we started this show. It helps the 49ers the more the Cowboys win whether we're the two or the three seed, right? That is what's important because, man, if if they win, I think the Cowboys, not that the Cowboys are better than the Eagles, I don't think that's the true, but they could win. And if these were the matchups, then we will pull for the Cowboys. Why? Because then we would be hosting the NFC Championship game against the Dallas Cowboys. Tell me that doesn't sound sweet. Tell me that doesn't sound sweet. We beat their ass last year at their house. Hell yeah, that was, that was that was such a cool game. And now they get to come to our house? Cool. I'll take that all day. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Now, is this exactly how it's going to go? Probably not. But this is Chapman's version of what I expect to see the most and how things I have panning out. Um, obviously, things are going to get weird. The NFL has been weird all year. So I fully expect that to continue to get weird. Um, But I wanted to try to set back and again just see what these pairings will look like and what a possible pathway to the NFC Championship would look like. And it's very realistic that if the 49ers nail that two seed, you could have three home games. You gotta take care of business. You gotta take care of business. But there is not a team on this schedule, maybe the Eagles, that the 49ers will not be favored against. There's not. If we got to travel to Philly, yeah, I expect the Eagles to be favored. But the people of the desert, they're so high on the 49ers. I do not expect that to change. I think that is going to continue. Uh, Rafael says, Eagles play confident in their nest. Hopefully they choke. Hey, we beat them there last year. Week two, we were there. We we were there. You know what's crazy is we got to travel there next year too. Uh, All those road trips keep coming out. Uh, Yes, Adam, the Super Bowl is in Arizona. And a couple things I want to put out there just on road trip stuff. We are finalizing details for Vegas and for the uh, wild card round. We're going to be throwing a tailgate just like we did Blue Lot One, baby. Uh, Marquise, the people, they're coming through, man. Clutch, that food was fire last time, man. Clayton's shaking his head, yeah. So we're going to be throwing another party um, in Santa Clara. I don't think we're going to do a night before party just because we don't know what day it is. I can't get a bar lined up because, again, it could be Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Because, remember, there's a Monday night football playoff game, and we're not going to find out the schedule for for those games until the week of. So that's going to be difficult. So we'll see what it is, but we're going to – Be there in some (laughs) facet, throwing a tailgate party, having a good time, partying with the faithful, and blue lot one for the wild card round. Now, We'll have to see how things going. I cannot do a divisional round meet up or get together. Just cannot. Uh, that's my yearly ski trip with my coaching buddies that I will not miss for any price or whatever. It's just we're 11 years straight uh, going skiing together, and they're all football track coaches. So they get one week that they're allowed to go on vacation. Uh, Texas sports are crazy. Uh, but if they go to the Super Bowl, you can bet your rear end we're going to be there. I will never miss a Niners Super Bowl for as long as I live. And I will do everything that I can uh, to provide the environment in Arizona. Uh, we've got some connections down there. If you haven't been to McFadden, shout out to my boy, uh, Scott, who just kills it down there. He, he's the owner of the bar, big time Niners fan. He was with us um partying up in seattle this week if you were there him and his wife so we'll be partying with them it's going to be a good time so trust me if they go to the super bowl these red cheeks will be there with a big old smile on his face uh it's that's what's happening that is what is happening now uh just a couple more and did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand We are going to have our bonus, extra Patreon only call-in show today at 3 p.m. So literally just over a little over an hour from now. Um, So if you want to join us, all you got to do is head over to Patreon.com or just Google 49ers Patreon. Come check it out. This gives you a chance um, to jump onto the screen with us. We're going to be with 49ers cutback. Uh, So come, come join us. Literally, no holds barred. Whatever it is you want to talk about, it's a much smaller audience. Uh, we have about 400 patrons, which is awesome. Very, very thankful for that. Um, but, yeah, so come join us live. If you can't make it at 3 and you're a Patreon member, guess what? You get to watch it whatever you get the opportunity to. Uh, that's up on patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. So those are there. Now, let's get to some questions. The man behind the scene, Clayton, if we've got some comments and stuff that perhaps I missed, let's jump back into that. Um Avatar, he says, did you get some clarity on the IR returns? I have not found anything on NFL Network to refute um, what we talked about yesterday. Um, So, yes, I have seen lots and lots and lots of Twitter posts and Instagram posts and podcast posts and all those things, and those are beautiful, and I respect all those people. However, I can't find anything on the NFL rules and regulations or on NFL.com that talks about the pup. And NFI players do count as one of your eight spots. I I have not found anything to refute that. So I'm going to stick with that um, until somebody corrects me. And I hope I'm wrong because it would benefit the 49ers if I was wrong. Um, But sadly, that's still where it is. That's still where it is. Big Papa, what's up, brother? He says, what was the Eagles schedule like versus the 49ers in difficulty? Ooh, good question. Well, let's pull it up. This is an easy one. Let's go up here. I'll get this really, really quick. You know, where where Philly ended last year, because they were a playoff team, that kind of decides the slate, right? So here we go. Let's just go through quick. At Lions, uh, Vikings, at Commanders, Jaguars, at Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, at Texans, Commanders, at Colts, Packers. Titans, that's a big game. They beat them 35 10 at Giants, at Bears, at Cowboys. That's this week. Saints, Giants. It's not an easy schedule. It's not a super hard schedule. They didn't really play any of the quality AFC teams. Uh, didn't play Chiefs, didn't play Bills. You know, I guess the Titans you could put into that conversation, but they haven't played a lot of like the top tier teams that you can really get a measure with. You can call the Cowboys that. Which, you know, they beat them 26 to 17, and then they play at Dallas this week. And that's a big game, um, especially if Jalen Hurts can't play. But Saints, that's not an easy gimme. Giants, that's not an easy gimme either, uh, even though they beat the Giants 48 to 22. So, yeah, much easier schedule than probably what the 49ers faced. But, you know, and again, there's metrics for everything, whether you want to go off of last year's win loss ratio, this year win loss ratio, all those things. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, we got a fantasy football question from Niner Empire. He says Purdy versus the commanders or fields versus the Bills. You start fields in fantasy no matter what. Uh just because of his rushing, they have <laughs> you start fields no matter what. I know the Bills are a good defense. Nah, you, you stick with what you got. You stick with what you got. Uh Debster, what's up, girl? She said, other than the 49ers game, um, which games do you want to watch this weekend? Oh, good question. So, um I want to watch the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Seahawks. That's one that's important. But the most important game for the 49ers this week, much like last week, the New York Giants versus the Minnesota Vikings. Because, one, that determines the 49ers seed, three or two, if the Vikings lose. And if, you know, the Giants lose, then that's, again, I mean, they're a possible matchup. I have them finishing with the sixth seed, but we'll have to see here because it's possible they don't make the playoffs. It is possible they do not make the playoffs. That is a legit possibility. Um, but I, I do think that they'll make it. So that would probably be the two that I'm most interested in. Um, outside of that, the Philly-Dallas game, for obvious implications, that's going to be fun. But uh, that that's those are probably the three that I'll be watching the most. Rafael, he said, Debo did some light work today. Um, that guy has some TO in him. I love it, man. Terrell Owens, uh, the good parts of Terrell Owens, not the bad parts. Um, yeah, TO was just unbelievable. Um, physical freak, probably one of the most physically imposing wide receivers, if not the most physically imposing wide receiver ever. Him and Megatron, I'd put probably at that list. And like, that's it. Like, there's nobody else bigger, stronger, faster uh, than those two guys. That's it um Debo's built different right much more compact a lot smaller you know he's he's he would have been a running back back in the day but you know Kyle Shanahan even said where you know Debo it's possible he could go this week but if we needed him you don't need him you don't need him so you just get kind of sit back enjoy it a little bit right he's going to get ready he's going to get healthy just be patient we got lucky man Uh, dude I thought he snapped his leg Aftar, what's up, man? He says, no blue uh, non-contact jersey today for Charvarius Ward, which indicates he's in the final stage of concussion protocol. Yeah, I I'd never thought he would be in question for Saturday. We're recording this live Wednesday, I think. I'm a, I am don't, don't know. It's Wednesday, right? Clayton gave me the okay. Uh, <laughs> my, my schedule's a little bit messed up after that Thursday game, which, by the way, we finished our defensive first-half breakdown. That's up on Patreon today. And let me just say this. We're talking about the defense. I feel like I could have said this probably six times this year. I thought the first half versus the Seahawks was the best defensive performance I've seen the 49ers put up all damn year. They dominated that game. In fact, they dominated so much to the point where the fumble recovery, right, where Jimmy Ward stood him up, Dre Greenlaw, CEO of Seattle, knocks the ball out, Charvarius Ward, who you just brought up, Aftar, returned the ball. The 49ers' defense... Got deeper or closer to the end zone than the Seattle Seahawks offense did the entire half. Like it was nuts. Josh, he said that defensive breakdown was so nice. Lots of O's, lots of E's. I love the emphasis. I love it. Um I, I walked away from that just saying this is the best defensive performance of the entire year. And I know it wasn't a shutout. They had a field goal. I'm telling you, man, there was zero hope in the way the Seattle Seahawks were playing. Zero hope in that first half. Zero. And the officials helped them out considerably. Second half, I'm going to begin that one done tomorrow. Um, and then I got family coming in Friday, so I got to get uh, defense and special teams finished tomorrow. I'll get that for you guys, Patreon peeps. Um, that's where that would be. But, man, how can this team be getting better? I don't understand. You're on a seven-game win streak. Best in the NFL. I was just on a commander show uh, with Big Doug. I had a good time. You know, He was trying to get to know the Niners, which was a lot of fun. I I tweeted it on my Twitter profile if you want to check that out. Um, I don't know. I cannot find an end in sight to what the 49ers are doing because they're so consistent at it, offensively, defensively. It's just find the flaw. Find the issue why things are going to derail. Now, it's any given Sunday, and any team can win, and I understand all those things. I get that. But it's not like our offense is putting the ball in jeopardy. There's going to be a fumble, sack, fumble, interception. At some point, it's coming. I understand that. But not with what our defense is doing. They can still win even with that because of people like Charvarius Ward, who is incredible. And I said today, you know, if I had to do, I said this on the, the Patreon breakdown. If I had to, like, Uh, What's the the word I want to use? If I had to say, like, okay, these are the most pivotal pieces for the 49ers defense to continue doing what it's doing. Nick Bosa, number one, obviously. Number two and three are the two linebackers, whichever order you want to go Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, don't care. And then number four would be Charvarius Ward. Like, you have this four corners that everything goes through, everything goes through. And those four pieces, they're freaking all pro level, you know. It's just it's 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 absolutely all pro level with what is happening, and it's week in week out. It's week in week out. Ugh, it's it's crazy, you know. I just saw from Matt Barrows, uh, who does a hell of a job. Javon Kinlaw is taking part in his first practice in two and a half months. Freaking love it um he told barrels he was in the weight room since october is stronger than he was to start the season well that scares me i'm not going to sleep tonight um like <laughs> that, that dude is just a monster already uh strength isn't the issue though right can the knee could perhaps the muscles around the knee uh be strong enough to help provide consistency that's what i want to see albert or alberto sorry says, question, if Purdy wins out, do you think he can win Offensive Rookie of the Year? Let, let's let's deal with that question first. He's got more I want to get to. I don't think so. I really don't think so. It'd be really, really hard. And a lot of times they vote for those awards before the last week. Yeah, they do those awards before the Super Bowl, right? So that takes away from it. Um, I wish he could, but the fact that he did not get when, – when were his first snap or his first, like, actual – play came against the Dolphins week 13 there ain't no way so even if he wins out week, you know 13 on th- there's no way he could win it over guys that have been playing all year should he he should be in the conversation I think he should be in the conversation if he played at this caliber for 10 or more games it's his it's his one they want to give every single damn award to a quarterback no matter what anyway but yeah the competition this year is low it's real, real low for Rookie of the Year. Um, Alberto goes on to says, if Kyle wins the Super Bowl with the third-string quarterback, could he be called the best head coach in the NFL right now? You put him in the list. You got to. He's in the conversation. He wins the Super Bowl. He's got to be in the conversation. He's got to be. You know, you talk about Bill Belichick. Look what he's done post-Brady. Look what he did before Brady. How much of that was Brady or Bill, Bill Belichick? I mean, he's great. And a Hall of Fame coach, it should be. He's a damn cheater. Cheated his entire career. But, I mean, he's great. Mike Tomlin, if they get to 500, that would be insane. Still never got below 500. uh, But he's got to be up there. (laughs) I love this. Um, Cladesma? I think I said that right. Cladesma? I hope I said that right. Purdy is the WTF Player of the Year in my book. I don't know how to explain Brock Purdy. And my job is to explain things with the 49ers. And I've watched all of his plays repeatedly. I don't know how to explain them. Just fun. And WTF. Like, that's exactly correct. He's that damn good. He's so entertaining. I don't know what to do. Just buckle up, baby. Uh, enjoy this ride. Because who knows where it's going to go. But I'm very, very happy to be on it. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where we are. We want to quantify things And that's where like a lot of the social media arguments get to and all those things. And we want to look to the future, and I get that too. This whole episode is about looking to the near future, the guaranteed future, because we are going to the playoffs. But, man, if I I just catch myself daydreaming about 2023, I'm just like, uh uh-uh, no, Chapman, stay here. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. This is what it's about. This is why we're fans, and I'm just thankful for Brock Purdy. I don't know what it's going to look like in the future. Right now, I don't give a damn. Right now, I care about this year. I care about 2022. That's it. Think how long it's been since we got that last title, right? Not saying we're going to get the title. But could you imagine this is 1994, and everybody's arguing about whether or not Deion Sanders is going to sign another contract in 1995? That's a stupid-ass argument. No. Enjoy 1994 Dion. Enjoy the 1994 Defensive Player of the Year. Enjoy one of the most wonderful offenses on planet Earth in NFL history. Enjoy that moment. and I feel like we're in it. I feel like we're in it. I don't know. I don't want to argue that stuff in the future. I just don't. I just want to be here with Brock Purdy. I just want to be with Purdy. (laughs) That's it. Tyler, he says, do you think the defensive play uh, could suffer with time now that the scouting team is being run by a four-string quarterback. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting take. Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. Purdy was doing a hell of a job, but that defense is stepping up. And you know, You're know, you playing Tyler Heineke this week. Then you got David Carr or Derek Carr, whichever one of the cars. The one that wears mascara, that car. Um, and then you've got Arizona Cardinals. Colt McCoy's out. He'll probably be back by that point. I guess we're not playing too many mobile quarterbacks. Tyler Heineke can run, but... You know, you've got Josh Johnson. He's going to be running our scout team now. So I think it's kind of good for the 49ers defense to play against mobile quarterbacks and scout team um, because there's going to come a point in the playoffs where you're playing some type of mobile something. And no doubt about that. Shot J says, even Kittle said to the Manning brothers, he's totally surprised by how good Purdy has been compared to what he showed in college. Everybody is. He was picked 262. How do you go from two sixty two to what he's doing now? Um, I have no clue. I got a clip right here from the beautiful Juan Salas. Um, This is the person you just brought up, George Kittle, talking about Purdy.
0: Brock is—he's uh, been confident since he got here. Um, he's got this—he's got this edge to him. I don't want to say it's a chip on his shoulder, but he's just got this confidence to him, and he, we've seen that in OTAs when we drafted him. He came into training camp as a three, as a third QB. And he won the second spot. And then he's been, he was the third uh, quarterback for the first two weeks. Uh, Trey gets hurt, Jimmy goes in, and Brock's going against the, you know, against the best defense in the league for the last 13 weeks. So he's bringing it every single day. And I mean, I would watch those practices and offense goes for 10 plays and we sit, we watch the scout team offense go against our starting defense. And he's out there doing everything he can to shred them and just try to slice and dice them as much as he can. So I think he got better from that. I mean, when you're competing against that D-line and that secondary linebackers, you got to get a little bit better. And, uh, he definitely has and this confidence. We saw it in preseason too. Like he threw an amazing pass to Ross Dwelly against the Texans. He's not, he's not scared to make big throws and he's also not scared to use his legs. And you got to love that about him and uh, having a mobile quarterback that who's willing to, you know, risk his body. You got to love it.
2: Got to love it, man. I love it too. And again, just be here. Don't go anywhere else. Don't let your mind look too far to the future this year. Only this year. Only you can go to the Super Bowl. Let's don't go past that. Okay, that's where the conversations need to stay. Um, I want to say thank you, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's so much fun when Clayton's here. Thank you, Clayton, the man behind the scenes. Got to give a shout-out to our executive producers. We got Kilted Niner. Um, He's incredible. And 49 George 365 he's incredible. And a reminder, we have our live call-in show in one hour from now. One hour. With Forty ers Cutback Crew, um, those are so freaking fun. So if you're part of our Patreon, go check that out. If not, go sign up. Join the show. If you don't like it, cancel. We'll refund you all of your whatever you paid. Uh, We got you. So money back guarantee, no questions asked. But come join us. One hour from now, that'll be over on pay, uh, Patreon. And Melissa, she put up there, um, RIP Franco Harris. Yeah, you can't, can't tell the NFL story without what he did and what he was about. And so, man, rest in peace, man. Uh, appreciate all the contributions, and just want to say uh, peace and love to his loved ones. I know they're going through a tough time. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate all the support, Clayton. You're incredible. And until next time, one hour, one hour, come join us over on Patreon. Until then, stay strong and faithful.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.